as you have the nature of joy, you ought to be rejoicing. But you see, it's not enough to have the nature, you must put your nature to work. Now, because God already promised that He's going to give it us in His Word, to the end of days, we have no cause to be sad. We have every cause to be The number one thing you must treasure is God's voice. God must be able to speak to you at all times. A believer must be enlightened with God. A believer must be able to decode God's voice. Now, God doesn't just give the word sometimes. He gives instructions. Those instructions are like strategy. Don't just receive the promise in your heart. Also receive the process. Father, we worship you. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. We receive your word with gladness. We will bless your holy name for what you are able to do in our means. The scripture says, In you we live, we move, and we have a being. Well, thank you because there's a time of refreshing. It's a time of refreshing. There's a rekindling of your fire in our heart, in our spirit. That everyone is refreshed. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Please have your seat in God's presence. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preach twice. Alright. I'm gonna preach twice. And then I'm going to uh, in between I will give room for questions and answers. Alright? And then um, because this primarily is about the life you live. It's about the life that um, we live. Okay? Um, this is very important. I want you to help me appreciate your pastor and his beloved wife is around now. So <laughs> let's do it better. Yeah, they've been doing awesome, awesome work. So we really celebrate and appreciate you for the great work you have been doing. Um, I, you know, we call we, we say refresh. So the message will come in different ways. So you title it the way the thing hits you. All right. Uh, but I trust God for a time of refreshing. I mean, it was um, Peter that was preaching and mentioned that. Uh, repent and that the time of refreshing will come. There are three keys to living a refreshing life. Three keys. There is nothing that refreshes than when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, when God speaks to us, the Word of God, revelation. And I will get us that scripture in the book of Acts that talks about the time of refreshing. Now that's number one, the revelation. You can go through turbulence, you can go through challenges. Once you can secure God's voice, you are refreshed. Whether you're a minister, you're a geo, you're a worker in church, you're a believer, you're a steward, the voice of God matters a lot. The voice of God matters a lot. Alright? Now, give us NKJs. They repent therefore and be converted that, that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, I want you to know that once someone is born again, he's supposed to live a life, um, a refreshing life. That's every time. You see, if 
God has not created the night and day. And you can imagine if we continue to live our life straight like that without a time to sleep and wake up. You know, when you sleep and wake up, you feel refreshed, all right? Especially if you do not have trouble um, in the night and then you don't have nightmares, all right? That people wake up and they don't feel refreshed. They feel like they've been working all night, carrying a lot of loads. They actually probably saw themselves in the dream doing a lot of very heavy work. And by the time they wake up, it becomes so um, difficult for them to be refreshed. So, you see, according to this scripture, the time of refreshing comes from the presence of God. And there are three keys that, that guarantees that. When you are born again, revelation is number one. When God speaks to you concerning a thing or speaks to you regularly, you are refreshed. You see, the things of this world that you don't have uh, don't really that matter to you. The things of this world that you don't have don't really that matter to you. Alright? After all, the Bible says he knows that you're in need of them and all that. But when God is talking to you, he's talking to you about higher things. He's talking to you about greater things. He's concerned about the things that you don't have. He wants you to have them. But God is talking much more. You know, the Bible says the deep calleth unto the deep. He's, he's, he's taking you when God talks to you, it's in the realm of intimacy, the realm of communion. A lot of people don't know the reason why we bear their name. The reason why we bear their name is the only thing that is at the center of everything called Christianity is when you have communion with God. And that is the truth. Everybody who had a relationship with God in the scripture had a time of a personal walk with God. So we do not intend to raise people who don't have a personal walk with God. You see, I hardly do counsel in the reason because I teach people to be able to receive counsel from God's word and by the Spirit of God. That doesn't mean I don't do at all. Alright? Um, and I don't, I seek counsel when I know that God has put this matter in the heart of someone to put me through. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody who is much more higher and then who can put me through about certain things. And you know, sometimes, like something happened and then somebody was to come to our church. I mean, I will share some things with you here, point blank. When we need to go offline, we'll go offline. Praise God. So somebody, a notable minister of God, if I mention his name, you know, needed to come to church, wanted to try to come and do something on my behalf he said for credibility's sake uh, because of certain things that happened and I said oh okay I will, I will think about it I will work on it um, and see so I spoke to another minister of God that is very notable in the, in the, in the, in the country he's, he's more notable you know and his wife uh, they said well uh, they would have come, love to come and do it uh, it's good I mean somebody who's like a mentor, somebody who's a senior person comes. I say, oh, okay. And then I try to hear what they will say. They say, ah, it's good, and blah, blah, blah. And then I now speak to my own, I spoke to my own. Um, after, you know, consulting two, three people, so I spoke to my own uh, past, 
pastor, my spiritual father. And then he said, ah, he said, who is that? As I mentioned his name, I said, oh, okay. I, I, it's not bad. It's okay. It's not, you know, but to his amazement, I told him, I said, sir, you know that I have prayed. God said I should not bring anybody. You know the reason why I share that with you now is that there are things that will seem so sensible to your mind, to your brain. But when you pray, God will choose another option for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know when I told my spiritual father, I said, I prayed, nobody is coming. That even if anybody is coming, it will have been you, but I know by your schedule alone, you can't even be chanced, except if you make a video. I, I don't even want to bother you. But I have prayed, nobody is coming. I'm going to talk to church. I'm going to make some decision. I'm going to meet some people on my home by myself according to what the Holy Spirit has said. Amen. So now, I'm just trying to tell you that one of the things that give you a very strong assurance about life is when you pray and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, this is how you should do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It brings refreshing to your heart. You are refreshed. I remember then when I was a student, there are things that, you know, you can have, um, how is it called? You can, you can have very funny experience as a student. I mean, I wouldn't have time for reading as such. I hardly share it now so that you don't just take it verbatim and, and go and hack that way. You fail. Right, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I was going to class, right? But I wasn't really reading from the. You know, the serious students. Who we, I mean, at the beginning of the semester, you see people in our calf, in fudge calf, in you know, they started reading. A guy came from Uni Learning. I said, this is first time he went to university. He crossed from Uni Learning to Ife. He said, this is the first time. He said, I couldn't believe it. He came to my to our room. He said, I I, I couldn't believe it. He said, I saw people reading. He said, who are those people? He said, at the beginning, we are doing registration. People have started reading. He said, what? <laughs> they said, okay, this is Ife. All right? In fact, they now analyze to the guy. He said, there are faculties that kill people's confidence. They mentioned some houses, you know, house, white house, Pida house, all those houses. Do you understand? Now, and then they said, Look, people need to fail here. In Lorraine, is a very serious university. There's no university that is not serious. But they made it look like to the guy, Dauga, you can't be as serious. You can see the traces yourself. Because the guy was actually disturbed. But you know, there are times that. Some of us don't read from the beginning of the of the semester. So we do this gospel, we jump from one meeting to the other. Unlike now that things are simplified. You have one midweek service and you are coming for Sunday service. And Sunday service is even two hours. Especially except if you are a leader that will have to do two services. Sunday service is almost like five hours in our days. The real service is like three hours, but there's one hour before, there's one hour after. ESCO meeting, we used to do ESCO meeting. ESCO meeting, you start. You don't know when you're going to stop. Saturday,
Saturday night, 7 p.m. And then you start, and then we're hoping by one we'll be done, or by two. So you know there have been some ESCO meetings that by two, three people are tired, and then we are joined to continue on Sunday. That same day, you know, we're already in, on Sunday. Because our fellowship is evening. So after fellowship, we are converging again to continue the ESCO meeting. One single matter can take us one and a half hours of deliberation. Until I came, I, I mean, until I, I got a revelation from God that, please, if you are not led by the Spirit of God, don't talk. In this, in this meeting, don't talk. If you are not led by the Spirit. And it's difficult for me, I mean, because I wasn't the pastor, I was prayer secretary, I was Bible study secretary, I was, you know, holiday fellowship pastor, I was UJCM pastor, you know, from the fellowship, like that, in the pre-degree and all that. So I learned from a senior friend who said they used to do meetings for 48 hours. 1984. He's a big man now. He's one top MD somewhere. He said, he said when I became the UJCM pastor and they, I heard they would do meeting and they were adjourned, they would continue the meeting and they were adjourned, they would continue. He said he came and said, hello, all of us don't have to talk. This they matter two, three points. If you are not led by the Spirit of God, please don't contribute. So you have to be led. Not that you are intelligent. You want to contribute, you have to be led by the Spirit of God. And you know, campus environment is just a crop of very intelligent people. I've pastored a lot of intelligent people. And it's so alarming when a church is around campus and it's not thriving, it's difficult. It means you are not tapping into the intelligence of the people. When I do meeting with people that I call as leaders, you know, when I listen to what big ministries are doing now, there's a man in Singapore. They did, they have choir one, choir two, choir three in his church. Prayer one, prayer two, prayer three. So they rotate their work. So they don't get tired and burn out. Do you get what I'm saying? I remember what I did when I was a leader. All right, a pastor. So I did executive leadership and I did observers. I brought them. So it's a process of mentoring people. So they see how we do things. They are just observers in our meetings. They are leaders, but their their positions, they hold a position of being an observer. I remember a guy in Lagos Church now doing fantastically well. He's going to be he's in charge of our publication. We're rolling out the publications. And then, you know, he handles our social media in a way, wherever he is in the country, whenever he travels, he watch online, tweets, does all that. He was an observer. I mean, the people I thought that, they were not real leaders. And how solid leaders in Lagos. They were observers then. Some of them were observers then. And when you create a team and allow them to brainstorm and they bring a report, sometimes you are surprised at the intelligence that is locked inside people. All right? So you help them to draw those things out. They themselves don't believe that they could push that level to that level or get something done or whatever. You just you look at people and you, you push it. I remember there's a parent. I, I'm sharing all this so that you understand that what we do, we are deliberate about it. And we are not... We are not people who are users as people we think. There is nobody that has ever passed through this church that did not pick more than a drop in this church. This thing I'm saying, I can say it on the rooftop, that you say you do not pick more than you drop is a lie. 
you cannot your lecturer cannot train you the way I will train you. Lecturer is there, so he knows what I'm saying. There are people when I stopped doing leadership meeting in Lagos, they almost cried. The reason is because in the leadership meeting alone, you are trained for life. Just by having leadership meeting, you are trained for life. You know, what has your personal finance, what, has, what, what does it have to do with our leadership, our church? But in doing leadership meeting, your personal finance is addressed. And it's not because I will just do too much teachings. I will just, there are certain things that when we look at our budget, how we structure it, how we, you will just derive how you can structure your own personal life from how we structure our budget. So I've seen people that when I see the way they do and see what they do, I could see those things in them. And that's the truth. You can ask old, very old people. They will tell you about what I've said. So what you see, the bottom line is, um, in those days on campus, while I was a student, I wasn't having time to read. In fact, that my friend that I said lived with me, when somebody that ran mad, do you remember the story of that guy, Brother Sheo? He told me, he said, they told us to balance our life. And that might be affecting some of you too. I won't be surprised if you ask that question. That our academic life and our spiritual life should be balanced. He said, I look at yours. You know he lives with me. So he's somebody that can tell me about me to an extent. He said, I look at yours, it can never be balanced. I said, ah, I was laughing. I said, what? why? He said, it can never be balanced. Because we just noticed that I've gone to pray and I'm not back until like after five hours. And then they, they said there is a test. And then I will just pick the book. And then before you know it, the day is done and everybody is rushing to class. So, he was now wondering, because I did far, far better than him in, in academics. He was made assistant prayer court at UJCM, assistant prayer court. So I analyzed it to him. He said, what? At some point, he wasn't speaking in tongues. So he had to be speaking in tongues by force, by impartation. I said, you know, among the universities that are thriving in terms of gospel is OAU in Africa. If devil call for a meeting, and say, let's catch people young from schools. And they are deliberate. The devil's kingdom are also deliberate. They look at schools that is bringing out more fire of the Holy Spirit, and then they said, you that are tough, you, Magog, Bigug, Bagug, go to OAU and deal with them there. Some of you don't know those things exist. They're just speaking in tongues and speaking English. Go to you and do all those things. So I was telling him practical. This is I was just opening his eyes because you are now an assistant prayer court of the entire UJCM. So you need to know your responsibility. I said, go to you and I said, you know when they come. We that we are Bible study secretary of a fellowship, they don't have our time yet. They will go to the central body. And they will now go to the powerhouse of the central body. Is you are the first target. That if they can bring down the power from the powerhouse, 
You know what the pa- you know pa- what powerhouse means in Ifena. When there's no light, you know powerhouse. One, two, three. I don't know maybe your generation know those kind of things. When you are counting numbers, so the babas there put on this thing, else will come and switch it on ourselves. You know, once the powerhouse is down, the entire light on campus go home. Nothing works. That is how sensitive high force is. Do you understand? So, the prayer group, it was the assistant. So, I opened his eyes to it. You know, one of the things I found out that can easily refresh you, you know, exam can be so near and you are, you, are not, you are feeling edgy. You are feeling you have not read enough. You are feeling you are disturbed. You can be in a situation in your business that you are so confused. Things are not, the datas are not speaking good communication to you. Things are not running properly. As a believer, you can become so, um, so down spiritually. Have spiritual liturgy. You are just there. You are just having faith that you are still a spiritual person. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are just there. So there is there is that kind of an experience called being just there. Not that you are really, really ignited, you're carrying the fire, and then you are refreshed, you are in charge of situation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So whenever things like that happen, I remember there was a time I was going home. I was much more younger. I was a teenager. I was going home to meet. To, to I was going home from church. So I got on my way to the house. I was talking to someone. So I was now standing somehow. I think I was standing like this. So I wasn't standing well. So I was talking to that person. So I could fall, really. So while I was talking to the person, the Holy Spirit interrupted me. So I lost giving the person attention, but the person would not know that the Holy Spirit has been talking to me. And the, what the Holy Spirit said is that, you know the way you are standing exactly is the way you are standing in the Spirit. If a major wind blow now, you will be down. You know because of our seriousness and commitment in those days, you know I didn't go home. You know what I did? My house... I will branch like this. My coordinator's house, in those we just have coordinators, is straight. I just went straight. So I went to first report to my coordinator that this is what the Holy Spirit said. Ah! He said, that's very dangerous. He said, this is what we are going to do. This, and you can trust in those days. To make a decision, you can pray for one week. I remember when he was going to decide he was going to marry. He called me, called one another person. We were praying early in the morning. We were praying early in the morning for who we will marry. <laughs> this life. I thought that we even prayed a lot until I heard Brogwile. How many of you know one brother called Brogwile? He's an old man like this. Until I heard him say that he knelt down at 8 p.m. and he prayed till the following morning around 6 or 7 a.m because of the choice of Sister Sade, his wife. I said, eh. you know some of you, you just look on the surface. Let me 
believe that. I think what I said is enough concerning that area. And then I met a couple of people who do not just will not just make decisions until they have prayed through. You know what you call prayed through is that you broke into a realm and you started speaking in tongues, and then the power of God you could feel it alone by yourself that you have entered gosh, you you eat goshers. Do you understand? Out of your belly now flowing rivers of living water and all that. You know the funniest thing is that when God wants to start communicating with you, that's when you hit that gushers. You have not prayed. You have just cleared the atmosphere. So you are now in a better position to now begin to communicate with God to begin to hear Him. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's when you feel a relief in your spirit and you have a note of victory and you go and start eating or you just stop your prayer. Father, thank you, give you holy. And that's when the Holy Spirit wants to start talking. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now I know you, are, you according to you, have been praying. Because it has taken you one hour or two hours to break through. Do you understand? So when you break through, of which most of the time, most of us don't break through. It's either Facebook will distract you or Instagram will distract you or a friend will call you and all that. But how many of you know what I'm talking about? When you pray for long, you just eat when you come to church, have you noticed that when you are praying together, when you come to church, it's faster. But when you are alone by yourself, it's not as fast as when you come to church. Uh-huh. You know why it's faster when you come to church? A group, a corporate grace. Alright? We always stare. Because there might be one person in your midst. One person in your midst that is mad in the spirit. So when it brings that fire, it will quickly just set the atmosphere open. Oh. So you can also ride in. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so it helps. That's why when people come to church, we are refreshed. The only trouble most believers have is that when they are alone, they battle seriously when it comes to spirituality. And when you are not sincere with yourself, that you are not refreshed, you are struggling, you are, you are, you are struggling in the things of the spirit. You know, I don't know. How do I explain this? Let me use mechanical device. When you do not lubricate a mechanical machine and then it gets to a point, there is going to be wear and tear. You get what I'm saying? Probably if you have a technological mind and then it will be making unnecessary noise. Have you seen some vehicles, they make a lot of noise, but you notice that they don't speed. You know, they are not really speeding. They are not, not that they are fast, but they are you should know that something is wrong with that mechanical arrangement. But you see, the one that speeds the most, most of the time they are silent. Even if you kick those cars and they are running, you might not know that they already switched on. You might not know. Although there are some that are highly turbocharged because of several pistons. So they will make, they will, like power bike. Do you understand? There are some that they will just make when you say, Ooh, it's, it's because of the kind of um, horsepower that they have. But I'm just making an analogy that there are some buses in this town. There's just a and I will just look at, uh, we just passed with 80, I'm just on 80, I just passed, and you are making so much noise. So most of the time, there are people who make noise. They are spiritual people, but there's so much noise. It doesn't mean they are making progress. It doesn't mean that they are faster. 
Do you know that you are, you know, deceleration? There's something called acceleration in physics. The students are used to more acceleration, to talk about velocity acceleration. Acceleration is when you are making progress, you know, 20 kilometer per hour. Do you understand? And you are moving, and you are covering more space at a lesser time. It becomes 30 kilometer per hour. So that means the speed is faster, right? Abby? Then it gets to 40 kilometer per hour, right? So what's deceleration? Deceleration is from 20 kilometer per hour to 15 kilometer per hour to 10 kilometer per hour. Do you get what I'm saying? So it means when a vehicle starts and is coming to a stop, it's decelerating, right? But when a vehicle starts and then you, you, you just get on a Buja kind of road, where there are no all those rubbish kabu kabu that will come from 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 fastest lane. You know, it's very big road. So you have like four or five cars that can move at fastest lane and you will go and carry passenger. <laughs> Crazy things in this country. I mean you know that people are not trained. There's no education. People are not people just drive. So you are careful not just for yourself because of your neighbors on the road. But on a normal Abuja lane, I often wonder what are people doing on the lane 3, 4, 5? Because those are supposed to be the fastest. So you are supposed to have the V8 blasting through without having that soon or all this uh, hold under or all this thing near that particular. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because somebody is passing with almost like 180. As you have them in Ibadan, so you have them in, uh, in Abuja. Praise the Lord. So you say you didn't see my hand. You didn't see my hand. It was the vehicle created, made for hands to be used outside. So that's how you know that there is a trouble. So you have to understand where you are and play around. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, I'm, I'm, I have to speak to you from my spirit so that it can be very applicable. Revelation matters. When you pray, what you pray for is revelation. Don't pray like you are commanding God to do something for you. What you pray for is insight. When you call on me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Prayer is to know what you don't know. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prayer is to receive revelation from God. Prayer is not to command God, Lord, my 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 stuff. We often make that mistake. You'll be, say, you'll be talking to God that Lord in my academics this year, you know, God, do it. God, I I have distinctions. My business, I you know, God, I make a lot of money. Do you know the funniest thing? It's just that I don't want to be radical about it. There's nothing concern nothing concerns God again concerning your academics. That might that might be very rude in a way to you. Nothing concerns God again concerning your business. You know why? He has finished everything. He has packaged it. He has delivered to you. You are the one to look at the academics and address the academics. Instead of addressing God to address academics, you are wasting your time. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. You see chicken paws on your son, you address the chicken paws. 
Do you understand? But why are you addressing the chicken post? You address the chicken post in the name of Jesus. And then they will obey you. So most of the time, a different level of demonstration of God's grace and power. People don't know where they are and where they belong to. So when you are talking to God, you are talking to God to show you the way. You are talking to God to reveal things you don't know to you. Do you understand? So when God reveals things you don't know to you, ah, so I should get funding from this particular kind of finance institution. Then you speak to the finance institution and say, all my funds that you are holding back, I receive now because God has revealed to you that you should be able to access funds. Do you get what I'm saying? Ah. You see, Christianity is so, spirituality is so sweet. If you are not modeling, don't do religion. There are so many religions. You see, there are so many life programs, prayer meetings. So many um, that are not really according to the scripture. Look at how Peter addressed the man that they met at the gate. Do you remember the, the story of that man? That was a lame man. Acts chapter 3. He even said, silver and gold I don't have. So that means there's something else he has. That this is not a matter for God. Leave God. It's me and you for here. But you see, we are not going to do it because we don't have the power to make the lame walk. We only have the access to the name. And God has blessed us with grace. So in the name of Jesus, rise up and what? And walk. Do you get that? Not that God do it. God, God, God. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you see, when it happens that way, you say, look, you say, see what I'm going to do now, uh, what I have, you see? In, in the, uh-huh. They say, but what I do have. You, it's so funny that believers don't know that they do have something. You know what Jesus Christ spoke, told us about? about um, he said, what I do have, you see, I give you You see, you see now. So, the power to make it in your business, you do have it. The power to, to bless your neighbor, you do have it. But it will happen in the name of Jesus. Of rise up and what? And walk. Praise the Lord. You are going to stay longer. You know you don't listen to God's word for long. Just refreshing that I'm talking about. It's just first statement of my message. It's just that as you listen, you might not know that it's four o'clock. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are just saying glory. Don't be afraid. You know, there are many things people do to deceive the ministers of God. They don't know that. I'm like them too. Where is the glory? I understand you. (laughs) <laughs> so he said thou shalt speak to a mountain if you believe do you, see, do, you, do you see the difference a prayer is different from a declaration a prayer is what happens between you and God you present your heart to him I'm having a challenge here I'm having a challenge God what is your position and he tells you his position until he tells you you don't stop praying there is difference between repetition and vain repetition. Do you understand? Vain repetition is what the, the Lord is against. But repetition is biblical. 
So you talk to God concerning the matter until God now takes you through or open your eyes concerning it and then you now understand. Most of the time, we live our life as spiritual people shadow boxing and just, uh, you know, doing trial by error. And once we have sense, it's more of a sensational Christianity. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, once you have some goosebumps and um, you feel there's an anointing in the meeting and um, all those things, or personally in your own life, and um, you know, you just feel okay, all right? You don't feel okay until God has spoken. I hope that is clear. Until you have heard God. And that is what communion is all about. That is what, when you say somebody has intimacy. I mean, how can you see two people who are in love with themselves, they are married, and then they don't talk? Is that possible? Uh, you know communication is so key in marriage. You know that. The communication can be so powerful to the extent that the husband does not need to open his mouth. If it does like this to you, who is a stranger to the family, you don't know the meaning. But the wife of the house, know, do you understand? You don't know the meaning. It's called body language. Some of you have it from your parents. <laughs> you know that slap. So you are not near. So you just know. <laughs> you know. So there are some of you, your dad is just looking at you like this. And you know there are crowds, maybe in a party. And your dad is just looking at you. Or maybe you visit a family and they say, I'll eat now. And then, and then you look at it, it's so delicious. Table set before you in the presence of your enemy. And then you just look at your dad is not even looking at your side. You, your dad look away and you still understand. You get what I'm saying? He looks away. Like, so that you don't look like they are the one that is the bad. And you saw him looking away, and you see, catch, you caught it that, hmm, this looking away is that you should walk away <laughs> from the food. You know, you can be that deep with God that you get a body language from him. You can be that deep with God that you can perceive his heartbeat. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, you see, this is a spiritual... It's, the body of Christ is a spiritual family. And that is why, there is, no matter how a black... I mean, I was teaching recently. I said, look at it. My recent theory. He said, if somebody stole in a family, they won't say because the person stole, and then the family, okay, you can go through the process of punishment or whatever. He's still a member of the family. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know that people they call black sheep of the family. Do you know the black sheep of the family are still part of the family? How I many of you have some crazy uncles? You have some crazy aunties? You have some weary in your family? How many of you? Be, be sincere. I'm not saying uh, mentally mad, but you know these ones are not just the regular. They are crazy. They cause trouble in the family. They can even bring shame to the family. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, put down your hand. But do you know they are still members of your family? You know why? Do you know they are bona fide members of your family? They are bona fide. They have the DNA that you have. They have everything. If they text them, they do whatever, it's, it's reflecting that they are... In fact, they might be more family than you. <laughs> do you know the reason why you have not... We are disowning you. You are no longer part of our family. House. That's why sometimes when I see a church where people castigate a set of people because of the kind of misbehavior... Do you understand? 
they don't understand family setting. They don't understand family. That's why when I look at sometimes a, a believer misbehaved, uh, probably you know impregnated somebody, aborted for another person, and then dated the wife of another person, and a complete. Do you know that in the scripture there are issues like that? There are issues to the extent that Paul had to write and say, ah, even the unbelievers they don't sin this much. <laughs> ah, you have not seen it before in the Bible that somebody was sleeping with his father's wives. You know that was one of the problem of Reuben. You know that's the problem of Reuben? That Jacob proclaimed on him that you'll be unstable. Because your emotion is unstable. So you to destiny should be unstable. That's how terrible emotion can cause people. Paul had to write and say, ah, ah. even among the pagans, it is not mentioned that you are sinning at this highest level of degree. You know there are some things that once you hear, but you know in a way, whether you like it or not, the person is still part of the family. And Paul was writing them and told them in Corinthians and said, look, try and pray for this guy. Try and help this guy. But if he has gotten to a point that he does not want anything and that is, he is now comfortable in that behavior, it has become an habitual practice, they separate the guy so that he will not spoil the rest. Did you get what I'm saying? That's why he said a little leaven will leaven the rest of the lump. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Good. All this leaven, leaven, leaven that KJV just brought, a little yeast will blow the road. Do you understand? Then they say a little uh, will spoil the something. There's a way to contaminate the rest. So I am just telling you the importance of hearing God's voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? The key thing when you pray is the voice. The key thing when you read the Bible is his voice. Do you understand? And it does, it's not limited to that. I was just telling you that I was going home and then I stood like this and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. But you know most of the time, I'm just being practical with you. What stops you? Not that he's not speaking, but you are not hearing. What stops you? Most of the time is because we have not cleared the air, the atmosphere around us. There are demonic spirits who man that manipulate things around us. There was an experience that Kenneth Hagin had. He had an encounter with Jesus and they were talking and all of a sudden a demon appeared and then he couldn't hear Jesus clearly and he was expecting Jesus to cast the demon. And Jesus was expecting him to cast the demon. So the demon stayed longer. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, some of those books will help you. Can I take his book? And then he, he didn't know until he just occurred to him that he has lost the total signal. So Jesus was now looking far away or so. And then he just asked the demon, he said, get out! And immediately the signal became clear. Let me tell you something. Have you noticed how you feel when you pray for long, after you pray for long, you feel light. If you pray for long or you, you are faithful with our fasting, you know, our fasting, the way it's configured, there's no way, it's either you will see third heaven or first heaven or second heaven, there's no way, if you are the one that eats regularly and you now suddenly start the fast. 
Do you understand what I'm talking about? You eat three square meals. You eat in the morning. You eat in the afternoon. You eat in the evening. Consistently. Feeding your flesh. And you now join the fast. Even if you are not doing fruit fast. Let's say it ends by 6 p.m. You will feel it. If you now capitalize on starving your body. All right. To feed your soul. You now pray during that time. Ayaya. There is a way, you will not just feel light. It will look like there is a, a window. It looks like the heaven is not far from where you are. That you can peep and get what they are saying. You know why? At that time, every demonic activities around your spiritual atmosphere has been shifted. Do you get? So, where the problem is, is this. By the time you are closing the fast, you are closing the realm too, because the way they will come back, this time they will now come back angrily. That's why when you do the first three days and let's say there's another one, you don't want to do it because they now came angrily to now try to manipulate you not to fast. So at that time, they can put ulcer in your stomach. Yes. At that time, they can come and just make you fall sick. And you are now asking that, please, can I fast till 12? Because they know that the one to 12 will not move them. Did they know? And your leadership will give you the opportunity to not fast, to not fast beyond 12 too. Do you understand? As a manipulate member, they manipulate leaders. As a manipulate leaders, they manipulate pastors. Uh, see, let me tell you something. The only thing you can help you to be free from manipulation is to daily be fueling your fire. Have you ever seen, you know you can play with gas that there is no fire on it. Let me give you an example. Do you know stove? Kerosene stove. Okay. Now, kerosene stove, you know, kerosene stove, the way it is. Do you know butterflies can come? You know, um, houseflies can come and just perch on it without fire in that stove. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, the, the, the stove can have kerosene inside it and it's cold. How many of you are getting what I'm saying? Just like you can have your cylinder, you can have your gas, let's say it's those camp gas that has um, burners and all those things. But because there's no fire there, even though it's full of gas, house flies can come and perch on it. That's how demons play around some people's lives. They are full of the Holy Spirit, but there's no fire. But immediately you turn, you ignite it. Whether the stove or the gas. You know there's no house flies that can come around it. You know what the igniting, living an ignited life means? Is to always live a praying, a righteous and a prayerful, a worshipping life. That every day, that's what God taught the Aaron children. He said they must keep this fire in the temple always burning. So you don't give room for devil to come in at all. It doesn't have to be when you are fasting that you now have to be shifting the atmosphere of the demonic operations away. Do you get what I'm saying? So anytime it's like it's like you are operating at this level in the realm of the spirit with your daily fire. So anytime you fast, it's supposed to bring about an upgrade. Do you understand? You go up. 
operate at a higher level in the realm of the spirit. Then you live at that level and walk and serve God and walk and serve God and there's an opportunity for a corporate fast or God tells you to fast on your own. Alright? And then there is an upgrade. So each time you fast and separate yourself and pray, because you always do your daily routine, it's called daily spiritual routine, that you must not stop. It keeps you at the level you have been promoted to and sustains you. But most of the time, what happens to people is that even if fasting takes them up, the following two, three days, they start dropping, they are not really praying, they are watching movies, do you understand? They are doing digital, do you get what I'm saying? They are chatting and all that. So they start feeling drowsy, feeling down, feeling, do you understand? And then they start coming down. Now I'm trying to just simplify it so that you can get it. This is what actually happens to a lot of believers. Because it's not the fasting that will sustain you. Fasting will just expose and upgrade you to the supernatural. Do you get what I'm saying? What really sustains you are your daily... That's why you see some people, they don't really fast often. But they are highly spiritual. Highly spiritual. Because you can sit down on, a, on, the, on, on their couch and they're... Without distraction. And they do that for one hour, one and a half hours, and they start prophesying. Alright? And then they sing. This thing you call service on Sunday. Some people do it in their home. This thing you call service. Only the same person is the choir. The same person is the high force leader, prayer leader. The same person is the pastor. The same person. And he will just minister and do everything. I will just worship from, you know. And sometimes it doesn't have to be, it's a routine to pray daily. But it's not, there's no routine as to how the prayer should go. So you could start with worship and 45 minutes is worship and then you do praying in tongues 15 minutes and then God ministers to your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just know that you are okay for the day. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a spiritual thing. There's a way you sense it. There is nothing again today that can come. So you see, when people don't have that, they now look for association. They want their mentor to put one hand on them. Boom! So that that can be in place. Now lie. Now lie. Life. That's why in the body of Christ now, there are people who have met different kind of mentors who have met different. They don't really have a direct. Do you get what I'm saying? And because they have that personal deep work with God by themselves, you don't even deserve mentor. If something is not coming out of your life, there's no. You know, before somebody who is carrying fire can associate with you, at least there should be a little smoke coming from your own life too. Do you get what I'm saying? Now I don't have I don't even do sons and daughters like that, though it's biblical. Alright? It's sons that call father father. Father going and say, My son, all those things I don't really fancy. I mean I I tell you the truth. When they saw the grace of God in the life of Paul, they gave him a right hand of fellowship. So all these things that people just do up and down, just uh, you know, you need to have a certain level of a personal work with God yourself. That when somebody who is supposed to be a father sees you, he can connect. There are some senior men that have tried to connect younger people. They can't connect because there's nothing. They want to connect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's why God raised some of us in Anglican Church. 
where there is no spiritual father, you only have priests. And one can be cold, another one lukewarm, and one on fire. In those days, when you gather ten priests, maybe it's one that is on fire. Do you understand? Six cold. And you know God is not angry with cold people. The lukewarm are the ones that are full of hypocrisy. That's the one they say will speak. There is hope for the cold than for the lukewarm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm just telling you this. So when you fast and pray, what happens is you take your fellowship deeper with God. And there's an upgrade. So once you enter that realm, to keep it at that realm, eh, you must be hard on yourself. To just go and pray. If I take you into a prayer meeting now and we do six hours, I've just exposed you unnecessarily. Because after that six hours, there must be a well-constructed plan on how to sustain what God does in the six hours. Else you can be exposed to a realm and you will think you started seeing well only for you to now start living anyhow. This living anyhow is you are not praying you are supposed to pray. This living anyhow is not that you are fornicating. Or you are, this living anyhow is that you are going against the pattern in the spirit. You are not praying as you are supposed to pray. You are not worshipping. You are not living a personal walk. You are not having a personal walk with God. Having a discernment in your spirit of not just time and season. I don't know why people just jump the gun. You, are, you want to be designing time and season. You are not even designing yourself. Designing things around you. You want to be designing, designing time and season. Then we are men of Issachar. Men of Issachar. Men of Issachar. There are so many simple, simple things about God that you are supposed to spiritually design. There are spiritual things. What will make you qualify of to design those kind of things is when you are given to prayer and the reading of God's word. Have you noticed that you can set Bible like this and you are not reading it? Have you noticed that you have decided, you have determined to say, God, <laughs> this month I'm reading the book of Moses, I'm reading the book, even the book that don't exist, I'm reading the book of Joshua, I'm reading the book of Jonathan, only for you at the end of the whole month you have not read the verse. I'm being, see, if there is nobody that have ever become great in life that have not gone through what you are going through. There's nobody. There's nobody. The only thing is they didn't give up on themselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's what fasting does. You hear God better. He upgrades you. And then, I remember there's a case of two guys. I met them at the SUB. So I was just going to the sports to go and pray. Now, I look like somebody who don't pray a lot. And then at the same time, sometimes you might think I pray a lot. And I might not be praying a lot. Then I look, so, so they don't understand. So when I got to SUB, I was going to cricket. In those days, you could assess those places. So, you know, I, just, uh, I said, guy, I'm going there. His name is Banco. We call him Banky. And his old people will know him. And then they asked two friends in church. And then they asked. They say, Pastor, we are going with you. You know, there's that zeal in people, young people. They just want to explore. And then they want to, they desire to be spiritual. I said, ah. I said, where I'm going? I might not leave. I might not, it might, it's not, it might not be one hour. 
It might be three hours. So, so I got there, started praying in tongues. So one hour into the whole thing, I noticed that the guy sat down. So after three hours, I closed. I let them go. The next service, I, I didn't see this guy. The following service, I didn't see. Two weeks, I didn't see him. I said, Banky, where are you? So when I eventually called, I said, what happened? I said, Pastor, I lost my voice. I lost. I, I said, I was, he said, Pastor, I was not okay. <laughs> Pastor, I was not okay. Do you know that it would have been better he didn't go for the prayer? That he was just coming for the service. So something has happened. He stretched himself in the supernatural. But there was no sustenance after. Do you get that? Uh -huh. that's, that's why some of us, we like big meetings. We like very anointed man of God. When he speaks like this, he will declare the things will happen in the meeting. Oh God, do you know the funniest thing is that meeting don't make you spiritual. Chai, it's just people don't understand. Meeting can try to create it's more or less like an age that can expose you to certain lights. If you don't take that light into your private personal closet, what I'm just simply telling you is that most believers are irresponsible. You know, for us in Anglican Church in those days, because there was nobody that was going to break revelation, break revelation to us in the church. I want you to listen very well. There was no pastor that was going to be opening different scriptures and be taking us deeper. So you know what we did? We pray. Everybody will go and read the scripture. Everybody will read scripture. We will come, we will share. Then say, brother, so, 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 you are the one taking Sunday school. We will sit down because we take this, that among ourselves and then we will do our own private fellowship. Listen to me, everybody. You know, that helped us not to depend on the pulpit. Most believers now, what they are after every service is, Pastor, just rev me up. Pastor, just rev me up. Just rev me up. Just rev me up. So they are living on the meal that is served once per week. Whereas there are meals that are being served by the Holy Spirit three times per day. Do you get what I'm saying? But that record service we don't hold every day. That's way. Do you get? So one of the things that helped the early church was because they were holding service every day. Did you notice that? Bible says daily. They were breaking bread. They were praying. They were, do you understand? Good. That concept is coming back to the body now. You start seeing people organizing daily prayers. Have you noticed? Okay. Now, but do you know that concept has always been in our Orthodox churches? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know that concept has always been in our Orthodox churches. Now, they will not just come and pray, oh, somebody will come and do exhortation. And everything within one hour or one and a half hours, they are done for the day. And those mama will go to their place of work or their market or businesses. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a concept for an early church. When you say the early church, the early church was not the ideal church. 
the early church was the church that was having issues with distributions of food. Do you remember? The early church was the church that was pampering widows. A 30-year-old widow lady. A 40-year-old widow lady. It was later Paul was correcting them. He said, if a widow is not up to 60, please, let the widow go and walk. There is no palliative for the widow. <laughs> Except if you don't read the scripture. He had to be correcting some of the things. You know, when it, something just started, it was a baby church. The same way a man can grow from being a child, a baby, do you understand? Toddler and all. The same way the church was birthed. If you see the church at Corinth, speaking in tongues everywhere, you stop in authority, you see the women, they will pray in the Holy Ghost. If they've had issues with their husband, they will now be prophesying in church concerning it. <laughs> Are you get To the extent that Paul had to tell them that women should shut up in church. But that was not the ideal thing for a growing and a proper church. That doesn't mean that that should now become a doctrine that women should not talk at all. Do you get what I'm saying? But if you don't understand the scripture, the, the, the interpretation of the scripture and the application of it, the things that are fundamental in terms of interpretation and application of the scripture, all right, you can take certain things verbatim and just apply it. Praise the Lord. But most of the things that those churches went through, there are still reflections of some of those things with some of the churches that we have. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why they are still applicable. But we are to glean from the understanding that Paul was trying to pass across in that. So there are three things that make for a time of refreshing. Number one is what? God's voice, revelation. I hope that is clear. Number two is repentance. If you go, if you become so dull, you become so insensitive, you become so uh, 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 edgy. When it comes to things of the spirit, you are down. You are, you are not flowing with the Holy Ghost. Something has gone wrong. You have probably disobeyed. You have probably stopped doing something you are probably, do you get what I'm saying? If you check within you, there is something that is not right that you have to repent of. I hope that is clear. And until you, I was watching a video of one of my mentors, you know, and then I saw in that video, and it's practically only the person that I, I listen to mainly, he was saying that when the Bible talks about this thing, not plural noun, is talking about the habitual life that people live. But when the Bible talks about the payment has been made for sins and sins have been forgiven, that what God forgives is sins. It's talking about what people did that have not become habitual. One of the reasons why you feel so insensitive and edgy and it looks like you are not spiritually flowing is because the Holy Spirit deliberately withdraws certain things in order for you to know something has gone wrong. I want you to take note that something has gone wrong. Do you know that if you are driving a car, some of you might not, you know, some of you may have an idea. If there is no oil or the oil in your car is now low, 
there is on your dashboard, or if anything is wrong with your car, on your dashboard, all right, there will be a notification. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes there are things that happen around us or within us. As a spiritual person, you should know this is Holy Spirit raising an alarm. This is a notification that something is wrong. So if you check those notifications, you see there's one for oil, there's one for fuel, there's one for different types, for tires. Do you get? There's for tire. There's all kinds. So if something is wrong, it's just that in Nigeria, when you say notification, well, let me get to where I'm going. I beg. Do you get what I'm saying? You just bone. Most of the time, that is the attitude we have to those spiritual notifications. Oh. After all, fasting and prayer is coming next week. What you don't know is this. Between that time and next week, things can go up. That vehicle can break down. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why you see some people, they just break down. When you see some people, they just blow and they start misbehaving. It doesn't just start that time. Stabbing, overlapping kind of disobedience. Do you get what I'm saying? Red flag. Notification. That do something. Do something. Do something. Until they break down spiritually. They look physically fit, but spiritually they are unfit. They broken down. Any little thing like this, you offend them, they flare up. They misinterpret. You see people misinterpreting things. You see people misbehaving. You see people become so arrogant and proud. You know the funniest thing about God? What he has given you, if he has given you a car, when you now start disobeying, the car will still remain with you. Because there's nothing he wants to do with car. What you don't know is that the gift of the Spirit, they are not things you use in heaven. Gift of tongues, prophecy, gift of healings. There are no people, nobody is sick in heaven. Praise God. God doesn't need those things. It might amaze you that they are designed for human beings. They are designed for believers. So when he puts, and you, you, go, you can go off track like this. Let's say you're supposed to be going straight, and you are off, you've deviated, and those things are still with you. You know the, you know the most alarming thing is that most people who listen to you will still think you are okay. I mean, I'm telling you some blunt things now that people hardly say again, because these are core full-time message, full-time gospel whole time gospel. In those days, we burn ourselves with an oath. If you don't read your Bible, you cannot take breakfast. Burn ourselves with an oath. If you don't pray in tongues one hour, I thought it was a religious thing until God showed me in the scripture. Jesus asked him, Peter, why can't you watch with me for an hour? You know, I got that revelation from there. Bishop Vazaleke wrote in his book, Alone with God, he said, you need to pray in tongues for one hour. I was, you know, I don't just take things. I mean, I will take things into the realm of prayer. Ah, I need, there's something I need within my spirit that can guarantee. And then I saw that revelation in the scripture. There was a time, long time ago, I believed that one should you just pay a tithe of money, you give a tithe of your time to heaven. 24 hours. It's 2 hours 40 minutes. 
or something like two hours or something. Now, listen to me, everybody. I believe this thing. This thing I'm telling you was late 1990s. Late 90s. You know, recently in the conference we attended, Pastor Louis Johnson was mentioning tight of your time. You pray, you do this. You, you know, you, as he was mentioning it, like, ah. So, my own thing in the scripture that gave me an understanding of that is that being a priest that God has made everybody in the New Testament has qualified you to intercede. They are not just a priest who will just make money on forex. You are a priest or a king. Your priesthood is to minister to God on behalf of the people. There must be some things you are telling to, you are talking to God about people. That alone will not make you have trouble with anybody. People can have trouble with you, but your heart will be free towards everybody. Please, if you have questions, be writing me down, because I need to solve your questions and address them. So number two is repentance. Abby? Repentance is not for sinners. That might, not, that might not go down well with you. You know Jesus Christ was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you remember? He was saying, repent. Who was he telling all those repent? You know, you know he was telling religious people. Then Pharisees and go. Somebody who knows nothing about God. Somebody who doesn't care about God. Somebody who just, Jesus died for him and then he has been sinning and then, you know. And then when he comes, he's coming newly into a relationship. He's just going to believe with his heart and confess with his mouth that Jesus truly died for his sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he becomes saved. The order of being saved as a believer does not include repentance. You know those who are qualified to repent? Those who have been on the fence. Give me a word where they've used fence before. Eh? Penthouse. Uh -huh. What else? Pentagon. Eh? Carpenter. Serpent. <laughs> okay, out of all your, because your examples can confuse. Now, out of all your examples, let's just take penthouse. You know what Bible says? He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. You know Bible says when he died, we died with him. Now that he's raised from the dead, he's seated at the right hand of the father. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he says there we are seated so there is an highly exalted place that you have occupied by believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth. You are not operating under the realms or under the elements of this world again. Now take note. This thing I want to say to you is very important. When he said repent, what it means is that now occupy the position you have actually been made Sit. It means something has gone wrong. Okay, let me let me use an example. Nifemi comes. And um, and um, come. Um, please come. Now let's say I want to give you an analogy now. Now let me do it this way. Let's say we 
are couple. <laughs> this is a relationship. Do you understand? Being a couple, it means that you have a relationship. Pastor on our way to the place was driving me, and uh, the police stopped us. He said, Hi, how are you, man? I want more they thought you are my wife. Me too, I, I, I just use my ring like this. Hey, fine. You know, it's women that does it, but I try to do it. You know, and the man saw the ring. You know, it will be very strange. Let's say I don't know her. And she comes and she started come near. I don't know her from anywhere. She just comes. And said, I should forgive her. Look at this picture. She said, I should forgive her. She will look at me and said, From where to where? Who is she? Are you getting what I'm saying? Who is she? Do you get what I'm saying? There's no relationship. There's no, I'm, and I can even be wondering, that, Who are you? Do you get what I'm saying? That is why what Paul wrote and said, how to come into a family and come into a relationship is to confess and believe that these people, I identify with them. I am the one occupying the position of Christ. This is the church that I've died for. The church has now come into Christ, being the head. The church is the body. Do you get what I'm saying? This is an unbeliever, a stark sinner. This is a stark sinner, an unbeliever. They don't have any relationship with us. I have died for them. So the church now preach to them. So the church is now telling them to repent. Do you get what I'm saying? The word repentance is for those who have been saved before. Do you get what I'm saying? Because in repentance, you will ask for forgiveness of sins. In identifying with this family to come into the family, I have died for your sin, but what you need to acknowledge is what I did. I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus has died and is raised from the dead and is my Lord and Savior, and she becomes part of the family. Is that clear? Whenever she fumbles, she asks for the forgiveness of. Let's say she fumbles now. She's rolling with her ex. <laughs> Don't forget, the ex-boyfriend is still a bad guy. Unbeliever. But that she's rolling with her ex-boyfriend is still having a connection with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. That's why the love of God is very, con is very promiscuous. The grace of God is very extravagant. Do you get what I'm saying? So, the power to retain her, the deposit, the labor, the investment of God in her is so precious that we won't allow this guy and the demons manipulating him to destroy. Do you get what I'm saying? So, we always come for her. Holy Spirit is in her, but that Holy Spirit is just, is just there. Do you get? 
Anytime you allow flesh and carnality to override your life, you have deactivated your spiritual senses. So, but the Holy Spirit is there. Most of the time, what we think is that when people go wrong like this, the Holy Spirit will just walk out. He said, that stupid girl. Rubbish. He said, ah. he said Lord, I've grieved the Spirit. I don't even know where the Holy Spirit is now. No, it's not like that. The Holy Spirit is there. And we will not say because she has done that, she's no more a member of our family. That's why sometimes with all you do during the week on Sunday, you still feel alive again. Mm. Now, so she goes to a program. That's how program can help you. And the power of God was so strong. The man of God was teaching according to the voice, the plan of God. To the extent that she became so convicted again, she needed to now rededicate in repenting, you ask for the forgiveness of what you now did wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you are now actively participating again. I know, but for some, as they repent, they still go back. And then they repent again. And then they go back. And then they repent again. If that looks like somebody's story, can you shout hallelujah? But that she's moving like that and oscillating in the realm of the spirit. Alright? That she's moving like that, heaven is not tired. I have to be as simple as possible. You know, let me tell you something. Spiritual depth is simple. Spiritual depth is simple. Like, I don't have to sound in such a way that it's like, hmm, and it doesn't have any impact in your life. There's nothing you are going to take after. This picture I'm painting to your heart now. The Holy Spirit will refresh this picture each time you are oscillating in the realm of the Spirit. And this is what Pastor was saying. Ah, God, just help me. <laughs> me, myself, I'm tired. God, just help me. And when it looks like it's getting to, it's becoming... Now, what can stop her now from oscillating and be moving up and down is if he gets hooked to somebody who is very senior in the things of the Spirit that can hold her down. Some of you talk, you don't, you don't know the impact of mentorship. You don't know the impact of when they say somebody is a father. Let me give you my own story. On this campus, when you talk about the move of the spirit, within a certain time, by the grace of God, all glory to God, I was in the forefront of it. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk on campus. I know what I'm talking about. If I meet, sometimes I like to simplify it and walk around. If I meet people on campus, people will just say, Pastor, as, you, as you're looking at me, you know, they've declared that, I, they, they said, I, I, I'm going to leave this school. That pastor, I just say, I said, you are not leaving, it is well with you in Jesus' name. Even though some of them I can't find because they, eventually they left. So, you know, the, so people with 0.8 GP, people with 1.2 GP, I'm not doing different kind of issue. That's what, so the purpose of me doing a work the purpose of me, you know, relaxing is already defeated. So I try to hide. So that time, I listened to a man that God has connected me with early. 
Benihin, but through Benihin, Reverend Kizira Philemon. So I listened. I listened. So when it got to a point, the Holy Spirit led me, although Pastor Cody was my pastor, so the Holy Spirit led me to him to come and lay hands to be a spiritual guide. You know, let me tell you something. It's easy when it comes to the things of the spirit to just deviate into error. It's then I found out that there is nobody that has apostolic grace on his life, especially given to the ministry of the word and demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit that does not need a teacher. The strategic work of somebody like Pastor Koji is stability by teaching and instruction. Right from campus, you know, when I say people appreciate you being led by the Spirit, Pastor Koji is one of the people I mentioned. I will send him supernatural meetings, flow meetings. It got to a point, me myself, that people were falling under his anointing. I was tired of people falling. You know why? I found out that what keeps people standing in the realm of the Spirit is God's word. But when the anointing comes on them, what can help them to sustain that thing that made them fall? Alright? You know, falling is not, it's not all negative. In some cases, it's some demons that gave way. In some cases, the power that comes into people's lives is too much for them, for their physical body to just bear like that. Do you understand? So there is a spectacular move that takes place. But I wanted more results in people's lives. So I started searching. So I realized that is the teaching, the teaching and then impartation of the spirit that really sustained people. Otherwise, in those days, once you start worshipping like this, people uh, point at you, you are gone. If care is not taken, you can break that glass. I'm, t I'm telling you the truth. They broke chairs in church. We were losing chairs. So things were happening. But you know, when I look at the move of the spirit and the reality in people's life, there was no that. There's no much of a result. Do you get what I'm saying? The same people we have issues with this, have issues with So I was looking for a way out. So I found out that it's until the word of God is put inside the spirit of the people. There's no growth, transformation, development, and victory. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. So now, try to go to Nifemi Hoda. Can you see? This is just simple. This is, this is mentoring. Face them. Yeah, try to go. Nifemi Hoda. So Nifemi is holding her and high the Christ, representing the Christ, is holding Nifemi. Do you get the picture now? So that is why there are certain gifts in church, people who have matured in the things of the spirit, that Christ himself knows that they are going nowhere. Until you are hooked like this with Christ, you are not a minister. Because people will be hooked to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, is then God will start giving you a place in the body, a voice, there, there are certain things you can be trusted with because some people will be hooked to you. In fact, it can be so bad that if you start wearing shorts to preach, people can design a fashion trend based on that because you are representing Christ in the body. So they will almost want to copy everything you do. Do you understand? 
So until you are certified, qualified to be copied, until you are certified, I mean, qualified, that's why Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So, but this is what is called alignment in the spirit. That doesn't mean that she's connected to a mentor and she's not connected to Christ. No. She still needs a physical person to hold her. Christ too is holding her, but a physical mentor will help her. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. That mentor will now not stand in between, just like this picture, Christ and her. The mentor will always connect her to the, to the Christ. Do you understand? So it can be like this. Bring your next hand. It can look like this. Do you understand? So you have a direct relationship with God. At the same, you have a direct relationship with God. At the same time, you have a good relationship with some of the people who are held as in the body or in your church. Do you get what I'm saying? There are things that can be so much than you. You have been talking to God. It looks like God is not hearing. Once you open up to these ones, they know how you can go about it. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, there are ones that you don't, they don't need to answer you. There are questions I've asked people ahead of me. They can't answer. <laughs> because they don't have answer. Praise God. It's only the Holy Spirit that has the answer. People have asked me questions. I don't, I don't answer. God deliberately puts those questions in your heart so that you can go and seek him. Are you getting what I'm saying? For those kind of questions, you might even fast for two, three, four, five days for you to get the answer. But you know the problem with the body is that because Bishop Oedipo said, you know, I was praying, why is this church not growing? And then I saw one black thing. So somebody I see is looking for one black thing. So most of the time, we just take people formula or their experience, want to apply it into their, in your own personal. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas God has unique journey for everybody. So, but are we going to abandon this guy like this? No. <laughs> there, is, there is an intersection in the body that more souls should be won. So, she has now grown and become a lady evangelist. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean this former fornicator now. <laughs> she's now. She's now a lady. You know the funniest thing? In heaven, all those past is not recognized again. What I'm telling you is true. There is no book in heaven that records your sin. God doesn't have that time. How many sins will they record? Let me tell you something. You know, you know what everyone recognizes is if you can repent. Once you say God should forgive you, everything is wiped off. So she has now grown and become so empowered, broken from addiction, and she's now speaking. Most of the time, God will now use what she overcame to send you a message to people who are going through the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you now know the problem in the body. People, because God is now using her now, she will now start attacking this person that is holding. Do you understand? You know, she has now come of age. She's now speaking. 
the body of Christ, she's now popular, moving from one church to the So she has arrived. She will now be attacking, let's say this one have now gone grown to an elderly stage. You know, there are times that you can be a player. You are, you are benched. You are behind the scene. You are put on bench. It's a different game. You, are, you belong to a club. You are behind the scene. You are not even known at all. You are now put on bench. For those who know football, you know the difference. And then you now play. It becomes, it gets to a point that there is no match that can hold without you being on the field. <laughs> what is that? Maguire. Ooh, is there a player like that? What, what, what's the name again? Eh? Maguire. That, that's what football club is that? Man you. Okay. Maguire. What about Liverpool? Salah, eh? But Maguire is better. No, tell me a player that is very good. Salah. Messi. Okay, let's use the common one. Messi and... Uh, but you know that, except if they have injuries, they don't take them off. I don't think so. Eh? They take Ronaldo off now. Uh, 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 there will be a reason. Maybe there's something they wanted to achieve or because he's getting old or things like that. But when he was fit and he was up there, he's permanent. And that's the way God works. When people are becoming old, nobody will be so highly anointed and be there forever. When people are becoming old, he starts making a coach out of them. Now, when people are young, in the name of revelation or the move of the spirit, they are seeing one small, small healing, and they are talking against the coach, they are going to lose the field. I don't know if I'm getting what I'm saying. They are talking against... That doesn't mean the coach is perfect. You know, if you listen to Messi, um, this guy, um, this popular guy in Argentina that died, Maradona, you know he confessed about... Uh, was it Messi that he confessed about that he's far, far better than him? Or something like that. The things of God will always be better. The gifted people. We have not seen healing ministers. Though. The, healing minis the healing ministry as described in the Bible. You won't need to testify in the meeting. If you see what has happened in time past. The move of the voice of healing. In our robot meeting. People will drop crutches like this. They will go. It's newsmen, secular newsmen, that will come and be recording it. There are people they arrested for practicing medicine without license because they are healing ministers. It's so crazy. And you can guess when God is talking about the end times, the rain, what God will use to prove to the world that he's still God is those crazy manifestation of gifts of the Spirit. Crazy. Nobody will be documenting and be putting it on TV. And put, it will be so glaring. Now you have technology that anybody can even record what is going on and send it. You know the funniest thing is, the end of time, the way it will work, somebody who is an MD of a company will be doing healing. 
It's not about quote and unquote healing, special healing minister. <laughs> Our daddy has come. No. It's about believers. But God wants to mature the body so that when those things start manifesting, you don't begin to castigate the coach. Do you understand? Because those coaches, they are not God. The reason why some people are, is after all, these people are not God, uh, but you see, the authorities that are put in place. So you can create a coach, you can lose your portion on the field or your place. So I've used this particular scenario now to explain. So let's say she was now preaching and all that, and then the body prayed, interceding, and then brought now become born again. Eventually. Praise the Lord. Now that he is born again, he also will now need to be helped. To be helped. Not just by the Spirit, also by the people of the Spirit. Because the people that he has related with are still calling him. Other people, they are still dragging. Other matters, money issues. Or do you understand? See that? So it will take a time for him to be completely free. It will be, you think God is foolish. He knows what he's doing. He knows that you cannot be born again and be free completely. Same day, you are freed from spiritual whatever. But in your mind, your mind is still clouded with a lot of issues, baggages, things from the past that you are battling with. And then, once he's able to overcome all that and start living fully, righteously, and all that, then he can now be trusted with certain responsibility. Our church settings are so funny. We don't really totally align with God before we give people responsibilities in our local churches. We just look at commitment, we look at faithfulness, we look at he has done community academy. We look at uh, what else? Punctuality. Um, you look at, and then you say, let's, uh, this person is intelligent. He should be able to talk to, have interpersonal relationship skills. I'm like, okay, this person should be able to lead this. Whereas he's still battling. Do you understand? <laughs> By the time they, and you know what responsibility will do? It will sap you in a way because you are releasing virtue. So, you will now be using activities to cover up for spirituality. Instead of dealing with the issues you are going through, you are now using activity to cover up for it. The day you will explode. The day you will explode. There's no explosion that's amazed me. Because if people are not really sincere with themselves, and really deal with their self, there's something called self, it's personality. If he does not really deal, you see, somebody can be very proud and be doing like this. Is hidden inside. The day that thing will grow and become so big, the same person he has been doing like this, so he can shoot the person. And because we don't stay long in God's presence, so those things don't show when people come to church. Have you noticed that you are just you are just looking pious? looking angelic and looking you, are, you feel lowly self when you are in church but once you are in, at home you don't feel like that I hope you understand some few things let's put our hands together for them
Number one is ah, oh my, it's eleven o'clock, oh, and I just started. <laughs> Number two is what? <laughs> Number three is intimacy. Intimacy with God. Mm. Go to Ezekiel chapter two, verse one. Intimacy with God. Ezekiel chapter two, verse one. Let me quickly rush the rest. I, I will give you. Let's read it together, everybody. One, two, three, go. Can you see? Yes. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Yes? Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet, and I heard him. Now. In a simple way, whenever God talks to you, whenever there is intimacy, there is no way you will not be standing. And when God talks to you, the word I speak unto you, they are spirit and life, Bible says. So when he speaks to you, there is a grace to carry out whatever he's telling you to do, accompanying that word. There's an impartation that comes with his word. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, let me now, because this is more or less like workers and all that. There are different ministers that have different depths. That is why their words can be more powerful than, do you understand that themselves? Do you get? Because of the depths where they operate from. So I say, ah, somebody shout hallelujah. You know, the real owner of that statement, when he says it, there is a way it sounds. That, do you understand? But I can mimic it and say it almost like that. Somebody shout hallelujah. Do you get what I'm saying? You still know that this is voice of um, Pastor Tokwe. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Depth answers to the impact of your voice. Your depth in intimacy. It answers to the impact of your service. It answers to the impact of yourself. There are people that sometimes in our fellowships in those days, they are not pastors. But they make more sense than pastors. People go to them to talk to them about the issues in their life. Why? That's why people seek positions I don't know. Why people just seek positions I don't know. Because you can be so deep with God that within a system... God so bless you and direct people to come and bless you. In fact, in some cases, there are pastors that people have gone to meet. He said, check downstairs. You see, um, prayer is there. They are sending people to meet directly. The president of the fellowship. For people to be given authority, they have to submit to authority. I've shared this before. It's only Pastor that knows the story of our fellowship. I served, I met one, two, three, four, five. So all throughout my stay, there were three, five presidents. So I met one briefly, very powerful, slim doctor like that. The second person is in the U.S. now. Sends me seeds sometimes. According to him, he was the one that discovered me. So he said, I should first do this. Holiday prayer. Uh, pastor. That's when I was in part one. To part two. 
part one to part two, all the way part two. Part one, first semester, I was not serious with them. I was going to there, I was going. So I eventually reluctantly joined their foundation school. So I'm just telling you my story. I humble myself because of the kind of background I'm coming from. So nobody really know much about me. Quiet. So I went to the foundation school. But the teacher in that foundation school, myself and my friends that we met at the foundation school, so we became friends like twins. He too had a kind of background like that from from home. Fortunately, we're both hungry come from home. He's from Osogo. I came from Osogo. So the teacher just realized that ah, the people I'm teaching, you know, you know, it's like we are teaching uh, people are PhD holders. You are teaching them about secondary school arithmetic. That's the way foundation school is was to us. You know, it was so funny that when she puts out a question and we respond, oh, she turns the teaching class to a discussion class. Throughout. You know what eventually happened? We didn't talk. She didn't tell them much about us, but we became friends. She was much more senior at that time. So when they mark the scripts of the um, foundation school exams, about seven courses, so I remember I just sat down, that, okay, what's in this? They said we have exam, ah, <laughs> the son of man must not fail. Though. So I went through their manual, and I sat down. <laughs> when you have God's word in you, <laughs> to call the long story short, the vice principal, the principal later became pastor, after that pastor that discovered me. The vice principal later became sister's court. The vice principal said they gave prize to the third runner, the third best. The second was that my friend. That my friend. So he now, she now said that, ha, he said this person, when I was masking the script, I had to be reading the Bible to confirm whether these scriptures are true, that I was forced to be doing Bible study. When they, you know, when, when, when they ask, I just put TV scripture. I answer, I put TV scripture, I put TV scripture. I mean, I know if they were to mark right, I would have scored 200 over 100. That's what she said. So, but you see, that exposed me, coupled with what the pastor had been observing. Do you know I minister in the fellowship? I minister in the fellowship without being a leader. I minister being first semester, part two. I mean, don't forget, part one, ending. I started ministering holiday. Then first semester, part two, second or third week, the fellowship was, it was a big fellowship. So I came. Under the power of the Holy Spirit, I said, everybody lift up your hands, declare right now. Somebody who is so who look a bit young in the fellowship. They, they, everybody was wondering, where is this guy coming from? I can't forget, I thought on intimacy with Christ. Intimacy with Christ. And the president disappeared. The vice president was there. He was the one that came to round up. The president that disappeared went to sit down somewhere. So the vice president said, ah, I hope you people have been blessed. Can you see my note is full? This is a, this is a serious thing. So, but before I finish, they always do choice week into the semester. So I was preaching like two Sundays or three Sundays to the toys. So before I finish, for them to, I mean, the balance, the calmness, the coordination. So before I finish, I mean, we're blessed. Lift up, bless people, pray. 
Amen. I just finished. I finished. I said, hey, I heard that there's something called church. I said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The old fellowship said, yeah, see this guy. See this guy. I said, Ugo should not. God will use you. Don't be afraid. Don't be. The, the old left school, everybody was just laughing. So eventually, I became Bible study secretary. But this is what I want you to know. If God has not cooked you well, and you become just exposed to responsibilities, responsibilities can damage you more. Now, because we might not have enough hands, we engage you. The sincere thing about yourself is to now go because of that responsibility and go and cry unto God to hear his voice so that you can stand. He said, when I hear his voice, the spirit enters into me. Then the spirit that enters into me sets me on my feet. You can't stand by yourself. Go to chapter 3, verse 1. I think chapter 3, verse 1. Let's see what is in chapter 3, verse 1. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Now, this is God's word. The first one is you having a conversation. The spirit talking to you and you are talking to him. This is God's. Eat what you find. Eat this crow. Hit this crow. Hit the word. Sit down with God's word. He said, hit this crow and go. Speak to the house of Israel. So if you don't hit, you are not qualified to speak. Now, people are speaking before they go to eat. Everybody is having one ministry or the other, especially ladies. If they are not organizing one Instagram live, they are doing one um, paracoism kind of, they say, ladies uh, something. They, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have eaten and the spirit says go and speak. Because you're on your own. You're on your own. Go to the next verse. It says, so I open my mouth and it caused me to hit that. Who, cause, who will cause you to hit the word? the Holy Spirit. The next verse. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with the scroll that I give you. So I heard, and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Yes. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my... I don't know where people get ministry from. They have no encounter with God. They have no personal... I can tell you step by step by step a cancer that culminated to what we are doing now. And that's why there's no devil in hell that can bring it down. Sometimes when I say, I have to say it with all sense of humility and respect. There's no devil in hell that can bring it down. You know what it's called last card checkup? You know what's called last card checkup? There's nothing anybody. I mean, I was speaking with one of the apostles from the north. When I say one of the apostles from the north, two of them are my friends. Probably you know them. I'm close to them. I talk with them. So last week I was talking with one of them. 
school, we're together in the hotel, and then I was telling him about some things. Ah, he said, you don't know. He said, Lagos. He was telling me about Lagos. And I've known some things about Lagos because people bypass Lagos and went to Abuja. People bypass Lagos and go and do ministry in Abuja. Do a ministry. Do you understand? From wherever God. So I know something. Ah, he said, you see, that spirit can sound and speak out in the life of anybody. He said, you can be talking with somebody like this and Lagos is communicating to you through the person. I mean, there are things that you don't say on the pulpit. And I know it. He said, it's that thing that you combat in this person. You combat, you ah. He said, don't worry. Next time when I'm in Lagos, we'll be able to talk better. It takes men that have really dived deeper in intimacy with God are qualified to, ask, to handle and take carry things on behalf of God. And consistency matters. Consistency matters. Let me pause like this and take questions and then probably I'm able to refer to certain things and reach out and do some things. Just tidy it up. Questions. You can write. You can be given mics. Please, be si don't make it a ministry thing alone. Just make it your issues. Or if your issues is something that can bring shame or like an embarrassing state, you can write it. Or I give you permission to say this thing happens to someone. <laughs> it's casted already. <laughs> Questions. Please ask questions. And it, it doesn't have to be within what I've shared with you. It can be more than that. I know, see, some of you, I know what you're expecting in this meeting is that, you know, he wants to roll on the floor from the back to the front. <laughs> from, you are going to cause more trouble for you. It's going to cause more trouble for you if you don't learn what it has to be your daily routine when it comes to spiritual things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Cultivate the habit of praying in the Holy Spirit for one hour. Worship God in your closet. Play the songs that steer your spirit. Play it as you go to bed. Play it as you wake up to worship God. If you don't have a good voice, sing what they are singing. Your voice is known in heaven. They are the ones that, they are the ones that gave you. They are the ones that gave you that voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people they have key Z, key X, key P. It doesn't. It doesn't exist in our. In our in the keyboard and all those things in the nose and all that, but then everyone recognizes that this is a unique Juliet. So that's good. Question: Why are they standing beside Nifemi? They know Nifemi will always ask questions. And David, praise God. Let me say this in passing. Give him, give him the mic. Let me say this in passing. You know, I was talking to the manager of this place, and he was telling me about some of you, your scorecards. I know that is a guy. Very committed. That guy, serious guy. That his manager was telling me. That guy, the, he, you don't know people of that. And he was telling me. If some of you have fought, somebody among you has fought, that's how they will have told me that that one. There's somebody very stubborn, very wicked, always fighting. They will have reported to me. But thank God there was no report like that. Praise God. Your church is not a Corinthian church. 
<laughs> it's a Philadelphia church. Praise God. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.